0: Welcome to the Dream Big Girl podcast. I'm your host, Mary Henderson, author of the Dream Big Girl devotional. We're going to take my 40-day devotional one day at a time each week and dive deeper into each day's challenges and talking points. So join me as we begin to dream those big, audacious dreams again together. Are you ready to dream again? Let's go. Welcome back, dreamers. I have a very special guest with me today. I have asked my sister, Martha, and if you have read any part of the book, you see her name everywhere. She is my best friend, my confidant, my true north. She uh, has been an amazing um, blessing to me all of my life, and especially during this grief journey and beyond. And I really wanted to bring her on today to talk about day 16. We are talking about living a balanced life. And I started that day talking about, you know, some conversations that I have had with women and Martha and I have talked about this so often about the pull that we feel to meet the needs of others, you know, and always before ourselves. And then multitasking is the only way to accomplish all that the day brings. Martha made a a really bold decision right after her daughter was born uh, to leave a very uh, lucrative career. And so I wanna introduce you to Martha and I'm gonna ask her this question as we sort of dive in to today's uh, talking points about how do we as women find balance without losing ourselves in the process. So Martha, say hello to my dreamers and talk to me about making that decision.
1: All right, well, hello fellow dreamers. Um, in making that decision, um, it was uh, a challenge that my husband put before me um, to to leave the career that I had built to uh, be a stay-at-home mom and to raise our daughter. And um, I didn't realize how much of my identity was wrapped up in uh, that position.
0: Yes, and, yes, yes.
1: Um, I, until I was asked to you know, step away from it. And um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a difficult decision, but um, one that in the long run, uh, I hold no regrets and know it's worth it um, for me. In answering to your uh, question um, about finding that balance and, and that helped me also in making the, dis- the decision, uh, I look at the scripture that you put with day 16 and it couldn't be any more perfect. That says in Psalm 1611, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. For me, it was in this scripture that I found my own balance without ultimately losing myself in that big decision. Um, There was a pivotal moment I'll never forget being up at the altar uh, of a new church that we had just joined. And I was tears running down my face, asking God to show me what is, Um, his path for my life. And I had, at that time, I'd only been married a little over a year. Um, Abigail was a newborn in my arms. And I don't know, it was like this, I had this overwhelming feeling that just came over me that morning um, about how everything that was once familiar seemed to have changed overnight. My career, (laughs) where we were living, um, my home church, uh, the ministries that I was involved in, everything had just changed. Um,
0: I didn't realize
1: it at the moment, but I was about to encounter my heavenly father in a way that I'd never experienced before.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, He spoke clearly to the depths of my heart of what his plan was for me. Um, You see, before my daughter Abigail was born, I was involved in many areas of ministry, like women's ministry, teaching small groups, singing specials at church. But that morning, as I stood in God's presence with all my questions and fears about where and what he wanted me to do now, he made it clear that Abigail was my
0: ministry. Yes. Yes. And that right. was a,
1: such a defining moment for me. Um, and this incredible peace came over me, over me. And I, 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 I just knew what I was called to do. I mean, hmm. Abigail would be my focus. She was my gift. She was my ministry. And, uh, when I found that balance in my life, I, it, it not only freed me from, uh, the expectations of others and what they thought, I should be doing. Um, but I was also freed from that age-old trap of comparing myself to other women.
0: Yes. Oh, when we talk about that in, in the devotional, it's, it is such a a hard thing to, um, we have to be intentional about not doing that. Right. We, we compare ourselves so much and, You know, I I just, I just want to interrupt for a second and just thinking about that. I mean, there are going to be moms, working moms that, and and we talk about it in the devotional as well in different places that, you know, maybe you are a stay-at-home mom and you wish you were in the workforce or vice versa. There is no right answer. It's what is best for you and your family. And that's, that's very important to not let outside forces um make you feel like you've made the wrong decision when you've when you've made the the one that you know that is right for you and your family so that's a great um that's a great point to make Yeah, is not only the comparison but not allowing other voices when you know you've heard from the father you know about what is right for you great I, i love that
1: right and 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 it was there it was the in that um you know, just that heart's cry, you know, before the Lord that gave me that peace, gave me that balance, gave me that, um, that answer that, you know, this, this is, this is your path, you right. know. And once I had that, you know, I couldn't. You know, there was no, nothing could shake it. You know, Um, yeah. There was definitely good days, bad days. You know, yeah. (laughs) It wasn't easy. You know, I mean, again, like I mentioned in the beginning, I was, I didn't realize how much of my identity had Mm -hmm. uh, been wrapped up in, um, uh, in my career that that title. You know, right. Um, But, you know, yeah. I I was intentional in, you know, making sure that I, you know, when those questions came again or whatever, that I would get along with the Lord and he would remind me, you know, I haven't changed my mind. This is your, this is your path, you know?
0: It's so true. And you and I were under the ministry of um, a great pastor, John Watford, that uh, all of us basically kind of gave our lives to, to the Lord under. And he taught a very important thing that Martha and I have kept, you know, um, that we use when we talk with one another. Memorial. Something that, yeah, the memorial markers, we've got to have them. The Israelites did it all the time. They would leave these 12 stones, you know, for the 12 tribes of Israel. And so when generation after generation would pass by, it it was like a touching point. What is that, grandfather? You know, what is that about? we have to have them in our lives. And it's one of the reasons why I journal because I've got no memory anymore. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's just like, we We laugh at each other. It's like, can you remind me? And it's like, no, don't, don't ask me to remind you nothing. You know, I, I can't remember either, but you know, it's a great way to go back and say, yeah. Okay. Right now, I'm feeling like, you know, maybe a financial situation comes through. And it's like, well, wait a minute, should I be working? No, I'm going to go back to that memorial marker. And exactly. if the Lord said, you know, this is, this is what you should do, then you know that he's already gone before you to make a way for that financial need. And it's, it's such a faith walk, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's absolutely such a faith walk for that. And I will say that um, over the last, what has it been about a year and a half or so, uh, Martha and Lewis have stepped right back into that ministry that they were doing before teaching small groups like no time had passed. And Mm -hmm. I have been in New Orleans often over the last year and a half. And uh, I've, I've heard it. I've seen it. I've seen the Facebook posts where it's, um, second, uh, year students, right. In the Bible college, it's, um, uh, associated with the church that you're, um, involved in and you're, you're changing the lives of these, you know, young adults that are, are going into the world soon to see what the Lord has for them. Mm -hmm. And so if you out there, my, my dreamers are feeling like, if I have to change one more diaper, you know, if I gotta make one more meal and figure out how to make chicken interesting again. And you're like, I long for the things that I used to do for God before. Be patient. It's coming. It's coming. And Martha, maybe you could speak for just a minute on that, of yeah. how, how it felt to kind of get back into that ministry again, once Abby was, you know, grown and actually in Bible college herself. Um, right um
1: yeah um well first I, I you know just hearing you um just that last thing that you said um
0: about the chicken
1: to our dr- well to like to our dreamers you know <laughs> you know having to change one more diaper or what have you yeah, yeah, yes yeah. I, I mean it's definitely um rewarding in getting back now into you know uh you know teaching small groups and all that kind of stuff but i think what kept me motivated um is that um, I, I mean that I was able to change the life of that one person, my daughter and who more important than, you know, then, I mean, that's your legacy. That's yeah. you know, um, the, the, the person that you're going to spend the most time with to, um, in developing them. And, um, that's, the most rewarding yes uh, but yes it's wonderful you know getting back into um you know teaching small groups and um i mean they, this is like the age group that i was ministering to 23 that's amazing years ago amazing that's amazing, you know? that's amazing. It's, the, the lord is just faithful and how he brings it all around you know so he brings it all it's, around it's, it's
0: you know it's definitely uh rewarding all the way around yeah it's so true and you know, I know you guys don't don't know her unless unless you're you know one of our New Orleans friends or family and listening to this. Martha and uh, Abby have, if you've ever watched The Gilmore Girls, that's that's the two of them. They're mother <laughs> and daughter, but they look like sisters, they act like sisters, they talk like sisters, they they love being in each other's company. I don't think there was even that awkward time, especially with young. Uh, teenage girls where it was like I, I want to be around you <laughs> mm-hmm. so, everybody kept
1: telling me get
0: prepared for that because right we were always closed <laughs> they
1: were like you wait till she has some two teenage years and slamming doors in front of your face and all that uh-huh. and we just we never had it you know you I mean it. and 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 again it was like taking that mindset of you know uh, being able to um, just pour life into her yeah. and um you know, and just in and, and watching her grow that the Lord, uh, I believe kind of, you know, just gave me creative ways uh, mm-hmm. to take those teachable moments throughout her life, you know, right, that just kept us close and um, yeah. honest
0: with each other, you know. Yeah. And now um, uh, let's see, we've got a little bit of time left. But I want to also actually ask you because what I love about the feedback that I've gotten on the devotional is that it's not just for moms, you know, which I speak from because I am one. Um, it is uh, young women that are uh, in college and, and, you know, looking for that career path. There are women who have, that don't have children that are uh, single even, that are not married. So take just about a minute and talk to me about what it was like during your single years as a Christian. And the things that you did, uh, I remember you talking about, you know, going home to your apartment in the evenings. And even though you were waiting and anticipating for that, you know, that special person in your life, speak to a young uh, single uh, or a single woman right now who loves the Lord that is feeling anxious about their future as well. Because um, I know, again, we talk a lot about it from a mother's standpoint. But speak to that single woman about those wonderful years that you had alone with God before you married Louis.
1: Ah, those years. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and there was definitely, you know, the, the anxiousness and, you know, um, the, those feelings of anxiety of, you know, I mean, when am I going to get married? Yes. But looking back now, I mean, as much as I love my husband, as much as I love my daughter, um, there is nothing. They, they can't even begin to compare to the time that I had just alone, just me and the Lord. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, I, I try to, you know, encourage, um, um, single women to cherish this time, you know, yeah. um, because more than just being married, you want to be married to the right one. To the, yes. so to so to wait for the for for that for that right one, because marriage is difficult enough on its own, you right? Know? Um, but it's, a, it's about cherishing, you know, uh, the, every part of your journey in it, you know, Absolutely. Um, and making the most of just that alone time with you and the Lord and, um, and the way that he shows himself, reveals himself to you, you know? Right. So, right. Um, it would, I yeah. would come home from work and it was like, I mean, it was just, it was me and the Lord, you know, I had yes. my own apartment and, you know, I would just, you know, open up a book and I mean, and just talk to the Lord, like he's right there sitting on the sofa with right. me, you right. know, yeah. and he just, you know, it was, it was a real and, and um, very precious time
0: that, yeah. uh, that I truly cherish. Yeah. I was thinking about that um, as you were talking and I wanted you to just speak on that for just a second. Cause I, I do, I remember unlike me who got married in kindergarten, you know, you waited a while <laughs> and found that perfect guy. Lewis is is a blessing and a, and a prayer. But I remember you telling me, and this was something, again, that I didn't have because I got married and went straight from mom and dad's house to, you know, being a married woman on my own with, with Bud. Uh, but I, I do, I remember so well those uh, things that you would tell me. You know, putting on worship music and just having church all on your own, you know, in your apartment alone and how precious those things were. And uh, before we move on uh, and start to wrap up, I, I always give you credit to everyone that I talk to every time I preach about it. And that was something that you also learned during those single years is finding those scriptures that Really spoke to you and writing them on cards and putting them all over your house and in your car. And I'm at my desk right now and I'm looking at the ones that <laughs> you wrote to me when you were here last, when I, I went into a, a pretty deep, dark place, uh, as I have several times on this grief journey. Uh, I, I can't believe it's going to be two years uh, next month. Um, and it, you know, it, it It sustains me. they're they're all over. they're on the closet, they're on my desk, they're in my mirror in the bathroom. and uh, I love that you taught me that. I love yeah. that you taught me that. It was yeah. such a powerful thing that the Lord showed you during those years when it was just uh, you and him. so I love it. Well, one of the things that uh, as we wrap up here in the last five minutes or so, That you have taught me is also sort of the second part that we talk about in the devotional living a balanced life is finding those times where you're alone and taking care of yourself. And so talk for just a couple of minutes about some of the creative ways, especially when Abby was little, you know, um, that you took time for yourself, how you manage that and some of the things that um, maybe, you know, you're doing now, that is one thing I will tell this is this is straight out truth right here. Mm-hmm. I am not that person. I, I am the kind of person that, you know, takes a bar of soap, washes her face, throws my hair in a ponytail and go. Martha... Martha has taught me so much about just kind of caring for myself and, and, and taking the time and, and all of that, something that I did not do very often. So talk to us a little bit about that before we wrap up and um, what was, and not just physical things, but how you managed even five minutes of prayer time, you know, when, when you were a young mom. So talk to us for just a couple of minutes with that
1: yeah um I, I think the key word is, is just being intentional about it yes, you know I, I mean if it's you know um if it's you know going out for a, a facial going uh, soaking in a bubble bath mm-hmm. um, you know just again uh, just taking a walk um whatever it is you know um you can be real creative with those ways um it, it's just about being intentional and right. It was something that, uh, I, I had to learn, you know, kind of mm-hmm. the hard way to make sure that I carved that into my, um, um, carve that into my schedule. And I think that uh, if you ask Lewis and Abigail and back then, uh, they saw the benefits of it too, because right. we just, you know, I, I, as women, we just, we give and we give and we give, we, we pour out and we pour out and, um, it's, it's about being intentional in filling your cup back up, you know? Absolutely. Um, so I, I, they, they would definitely uh, agree that when I have that time for me,
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, when mom is happy, everybody's happy. When you know? mom is happy, everyone's happy <laughs> and vice versa. And one of the things that I talked about towards the end of that day is not allowing the feelings of guilt to creep in because we do need that time. We need that time to unwind and de-stress and, you know, I'll just kind of throw this out, you know, as preachers say, the, a little nugget for free. I find for myself, you know, I can do things like sit on my phone and scroll and say, well, I'm decompressing. But honestly, that actually kind of brings me some stress in some ways. Sometimes I can sit and enjoy it. And the reason I bring that up is because I think that's sort of the go-to right now. Yeah. But really find those things for me, you know, is reading yeah. and, you know, taking walks, be creative outside of the box of just, you know, okay, I've got 10 minutes to myself. I'm, I'm going to kind of catch up on social media, take a little break from that every once in right. a while and go yeah. and get some fresh air. Like you were talking about, pick up a book that maybe you haven't read in a while and see if that makes a difference because what you, what you're trying to do is Exactly what you're saying. Fill that proverbial bucket back up.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: and that's, that's where I ended it. It, it, we, it. We basically talked about there's nothing selfish about needing to be alone and allowing your heart and soul to be filled, as you said, after it has been emptied, because we do. We, we give and give and give. Yeah. And so our question that we, the challenge question that we leave with um, today in the devotional, was what do you do when you feel empty and stressed, and what can you change about your responses? So that's your challenge for this week. Before we uh, meet back again next week, think about those ways that you can be filled again to overflowing. Um, and you know, I know that not everyone that read re- is reading this book is, has a faith journey. And so, and even for those of us who are, it doesn't always have to be super spiritual, but I will say getting into the presence of the father always fills me up, oh. whether it's listening to, you know, worship music. And then the declaration for today is I will make it a priority to get alone and recharge as often as I can, not only for for myself but as Martha has so wisely said but for those around me <laughs> because <laughs> they do they do better when we're better yes Martha, thank you so much for being here <laughs> thank you for being my person thank you for being my true north and uh I just have to say this book would not be possible without you and so many in my life uh-huh. but you especially so thanks for coming on and talking with my, uh, my peeps today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. And I love you so much. I love
0: you all the day. All the day. All right. Well, dreamers, I will see you back next week and we will keep going through our devotional. We're almost at, at day 16. We're almost halfway there. I hope you enjoyed today. Um, I hope that you found something today that will speak to you and give you that extra push to make sure that you're taking care of yourself to find that balance. Have a great week and see you soon. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I hope that you have been inspired, that you feel challenged and blessed. If you'd like to know any more information about my devotional or check out my blog, go to my website at www.dreambiggirl.co. Keep dreaming.